Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul radio show. Brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you can find the free app and all the devotional songs you'd ever want to sing and all the resources you'd ever want to use, all for free, right there for you to help you in your ministry. Uh, I am Paul Sperlin, with, as always, or apart but with, separate apart, with John Podine. This is the John and Paul Radio Show. And, John, take it away. Brother, I, I mean, I'm sitting here on campus today, and you are the one that's out of the office. You're the one that is out doing, you know, whatever, and that means I'm behind the computer. That means I have control over this. This is you kind of cool. You have control. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's kind of neat. John has the con. Yeah, this is kind of different. Um, um, this, is, this is kind of different, and so getting to do all of this. But, Paul, what are you out doing today? Uh, John, uh, I am out on the far end of, um, uh, Montgomery out there on the far end of downtown Montgomery at an organization called Eat South. Uh, it is a, uh, service project type of uh, opportunity for Alabama Christian Academy. Uh, they have about 20 groups of the high school group going out all over town doing some service work and, uh, myself and, and, uh, two, uh, youth ministry interns. Jared and Jonah are out with different groups, uh, driving folks around and hanging out and working and, and serving. So that's what we're doing today. Well, that's really cool. That's really cool, Paul. Well, you know, we got some exciting things upcoming for the John and Paul show that we're not going to really talk about. Just know that after <laughs> Thanksgiving break that you will see some. We will not be on next week because of Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving holiday with all their all of their family and everything. We will be on Monday for our Monday morning quarterback, and you may get right. a little glimpse of what we're talking about. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. That would be cool. We'll give you a little uh, thing. Which, which means, John, this is a two weeks of picks. I mean, I guess we could do next week picks on Monday. I guess we could do that. So, so Monday is the special rivalry week pick show. Ah, that is true. That is going to be true. That'll be interesting. I'm not sure if I want to get into that rivalry pick next week, but we'll get into uh, it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, but but as we do get started today, I do want to say I want to send my condolences out to all those Louisville fans in Louisville. I would like to um, to invite you to a little place we like to call the bottom half of the top 25. Welcome. This is what it looks like. Um, and... Um, it also breeds more questions, as we mentioned in the in the tweet we sent out uh, yesterday, and that is, does Lamar Jackson not performing well in one game take him out of the Heisman? Uh, and I'd like to ask him to, you know, um, send an email, shoot out a tweet, or call our friend um, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette and ask him uh, what happens after a team stifles your offensive um, uh <laughs> 
prowess, so to speak. And so that's definitely something we want to address when we get into the, the football part of the show. Oh, yeah, that'll be definitely interesting. But, you know, one thing we talked about, it is interesting that Louisville went down. One thing we talked about uh, this um, um, Monday on our quarterback show was our, you know, how the people see the polls, how the committee makes the polls. And we kind of said, you know, um, um, you know, um, comparison, comparison between the two. And, but uh, also how it works in ministry and how you pick a church out and everything like that. And so that's kind of how we, we started, um, this whole idea of, of, um, how all of this works, you know, and how, how you go about picking a, a show, how do you go and, are picking a show, picking a team, or picking a church um, that you're trying to go to. And the first thing uh, that we kind of looked at in here was, you know, um, uh, we did talk about, you know, kind of um, the eye test and how we look at churches. And so when you look at a church, Paul, what's the first thing you look at? I know you, we've been working in the ministry for a long time, but what is what, what you hope um, people are picking up out of all of this? Well, I think the biggest thing is 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 having a um, a focused mind on the job at hand and what is happening right now. Um, I think that is is a big deal, especially when it comes to to um, all of your, uh, your your the decision in in finding a congregation. Uh, first of all, don't go to one and think this is it. Visit around. When you move to a new town, uh, see what all's out there. See what what's happening and. Um, and I think the first line of defense is, as we said last week in prep for this, is the eye test. Is what do you see when you get there? Um, you know, how are you perceived? How do you perceive that? There's only one opportunity to, to make a good first impression. And, um, and I think uh, that, that is something that a congregation, hopefully, and I, right now I'm speaking from the congregation standpoint, a congregation really wants to make sure and throw out the red carpet for all visitors. And you really want to make them feel welcome. Uh, where they'll want to come back. Um, and there, there is a test, I think, that really helps with this, within the eye test, and that is if you meet three people, there's a good chance you'll connect with that congregation. So from the congregation standpoint, when you meet somebody, meet them, and then introduce them to two other people that hopefully they'll, those three people, that they can make that contact. So, so the eye test, how you are perceived, uh, but also uh, uh, what you see when you're there, you know, what all the surroundings are. Yeah, and that goes into a lot of things that, that we need some consideration of when we're talking about it with people and we're trying to decide what we're doing with churches is how, how is it going to come across and how do people see? Now, look, we're not in an entertainment business by any means, but, you know, people do want to go and be a part of something that they can see that they can feel like they can be a part of, that they, that they feel is vibrant to them and can, can touch their life and not just kind of go through some motions. So I definitely think, you know, this eye test um, – definitely has to come into play with all of this and and what you look. The next thing you kind of saw um, with all of this is, I think we, we looked at, was the polls. And that kind of goes with the eye test. Is how do people view it? How do people around the area um, view the church? How do people inside people view the church? And one thing I've ever noticed, Paul, is, is when you go to a place and people talk negative and your own members talk negative about a place, it's probably not a place you want to go to. No, no, definitely not. Um, <clears throat> and I'll give you a prime example right now. Um, my mom, uh, of course, single again. Daddy passed last April. But right now, 
she is looking to relocate. She's looking to get kind of closer to us, um, which is fine. But she's not going to move into a location if there's not a sound congregation close by. So um, right. I think this that it kind of hits perfectly. She's actually looking for a place, but a place to live. But what's more important to her is is can she serve God? You know, because she doesn't want to serve God at a place uh, where um, the energy she's she, she she's got a lot of energy for Lady Rage, uh, but uh, she doesn't want to be stifled um, by a church that's dead. And so um, I know we'll get into that a little later on, but but yeah, it's it's a decision process. But also, it, it's it's what other people say. Talking about the polls, there getting back on track here uh, is um, the polls, and the polls is what do other people say about said congregation? How are they perceived in the community? And uh, that, to me, that weighs very highly. When I uh, six years ago, when I came to university, obviously I knew a lot about university. But I asked everybody before anybody takes a job, they ask about the congregation. How are they perceived by others? That is a very big deal. Their reputation in the community means a lot. Absolutely. And, you know, when when you look around and you go to some of these churches, especially when you're in a town like Montgomery where you have churches, you know, galore uh, to right. be able to pick from and to be able to go from, you know, that kind of goes into consideration. But that's the beauty, I will say, of being in a place like Montgomery is that you have so many different um, um possibilities to go to, you have some different things to be able to go and uh, make some different choices. But, you know, Paul, it may not be as easy when you're going into a small town area to be a part of that. That's true. Absolutely. And so that may um, make it a bit different. It does. And you got, you got to make certain concessions. Uh, but, um, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Try, try to make it work. Make it work. John, yeah, what are very other... Um, what are some other areas of uh, what the um, playoff committee looks at that's similar to what we look at in looking for a congregation? Well, um, the next thing I think that uh, we kind of looked in here was um, the strength of schedule, you know, and, mm. and what type of church is this? You know, what does their program look like? Um, uh, so, so what would you say? What would you say is a good strength of schedule or some of the, some of the things that we would look at as far as that? Well, I know last week we talked about it being mainly set on worship, but I don't think it is all about worship. I think it's a big deal. I think but you look at how worship is conducted. I think you look at how uh, the songs are sung. Do they, do they drag out? Uh, is there energy in the, in the life breath of, of a congregation? Um, I think that's something you look at. And um, so you have that, but also in your Bible classes, you know, how vibrant uh, are the, the classes, how, how much time can you, and you can tell by a teacher where they teach how much time they put into their classes. Um, but I think that, that has a hand in the strict of schedule as well, not just the worship. You want it good. You want it uplifting. I realize it's for God. It's not for us, but um, it needs to be something that, that even God is willing to accept. You know, so um, there's that. Right. And then also the classes and, and things that the congregation is doing. Is it alive? Is it doing things? When I think of a strict of schedule, those are some things I think about. Yeah, and and one thing Andrew brought in here as far as the strength of schedule, too, is asking the question, who is teaching? Do you have deacons mm-hmm. teaching? Do you have elders teaching? Do you have other members teaching? Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. You know, one thing that that I look at, you know, especially since I have a young daughter, what's the youth group like? What is it? Is it right. just kind of like a play thing? Is it something that is in-depth? Is it something that's kind of a good balance? I look at classes. I look at classes for me because, you know, do you have a class that can meet 
you know, that, that I can get something out of and, and do? Is it active with all this? And it kind of goes to this last little thing. It's also the wins, losses. You know, when, when you look at it, and we talked about the committee this week, we were wondering, would Louisville jump up? Would it go above Clemson? And we saw that, no, they were like, no, this head-to-head competition with these win-losses makes a difference. Is it, is it going out and saving people? Are they losing people out the back door? Is it somebody that's actively working in its community? And I think that has to go a long way with kind of all of these things balancing each other out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, again, I hate to go back to the same illustration, but um, my mom is really interested in, in a congregation that is, in, is, that is involved in mission work um, in, in the traveling, but also that um, is, um, is participating in, in doing the work of God, you know, um, th- visiting the fatherless and, and, and the widows and, and being there for those and, that are in need. And, and she just wants to find a place that, that is alive and working. I think that's something we all want. As a congregation that is alive and working, not just is living from Sunday to Sunday, uh, and the status quo being the answer. It can't be that way. It just can't. Jesus never sat still. And even when he went, went to pray, he went somewhere else. He was always on the move, and I think a congregation needs to always be on the move. I don't think it needs to continuously be changing everything, but I think it needs to be in constant motion. Ministry is in constant motion. And, um, and what I mean by that is, is you're always working. There's always something. There's always an opportunity, and we never stop and rest and think it's going to be okay just to take a nap. No, we just continue to work, and we want a congregation that it's a body. It's a living body um, that is living, and no part of it is falling apart. Exactly, and that's kind of what you hope for any congregation, that it's out there and it's vibrant and it's beating. You know, one thing um, one thing that um, I read a few years ago was, uh, you know, they did that study um, oh, I can't remember. I guess it was about eight, nine years ago. They did that study about, uh, maybe it been ten years ago, about how the numbers within the churches of Christ and where they were going up and where they were going down. And sometimes along the line, we, a lot of our churches kind of quit, kind of quit working, kind of quit talking, kind of quit doing some things. And Andrew mm-hmm. kind of uh, put this in, into the congregation is, um, are ministers doing all the work or does everyone get involved? You know, that really right. says a lot about a church. Is it just kind of a, a preacher-run show, or is it, you know, the congregation gets together and they really work because all of us have a part to play in things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, there's that old uh, church adage, um, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. Um, unfortunately, you find that in a lot of congregations across the world, but... Um, but I think it's special when you find that church that that is all all in and wanting to do and want to be active in the community and and that's what it's all about. That's what the Great Commission is all about. And I think if we do anything less than than all in, I think that we, we're we're um, hurting ourselves and hurting the church. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's what it is. And and so it's kind of it is kind of interesting how we kind of do the same thing that what we've been talking about in college football of kind of balancing this out of what we look for in churches and, and uh, uh, what we can kind of pick on and kind of look at um, uh, to be able to find what fits us, the place that we look at, and, you know, going around and being a part of. Because all of us want to be a part of an active church because all of us want to go to heaven um, uh, one day. And Hey, let me uh, – you're right. Let, let me throw a wrinkle in this for you. Let me throw something at you. Um, and maybe this is, is the idea for another podcast of the day, but um, 
Let's, let's look at for bring football in for a second, and let's talk about the, the Michigan Wolverines. Okay, um, they have a quarterback who is um, Jim Harbaugh says questionable. Let me just let you know, it's not questionable. He's not playing. He's hurt. He's out for the year. But he likes saying that, so folks won't know. Uh, but a, the committee still put them at number three because things were in flux. All right. Right. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love how I'm gonna relate this back to church work. Um, what happens to a congregation if someone is looking for a home church, and that congregation is in transition, and maybe they're looking for a preacher, or they're looking for a youth minister, or maybe um, letters have gone out and and they're fixing to make a change in the eldership, uh, which is you know that's fine. We did that just uh, what four or five months ago. Uh, we added two elders. You know, when things are about to change, does that change the perception of a congregation? Should that change the perception of a congregation? With a football team, if a quarterback's out, I'm telling you, this happened to Baylor two years ago. When, when quarterback goes down, they fall in the, in the rankings. The committee makes a decision based on who is on the field. And they made that decision based on personnel. Do we make our church decisions based on personnel? Do we go to a certain congregation because a certain preacher's there? Um, I think it's a yes, but um, but I think that's also something you have to consider when you go to a congregation. Uh, you need to make an investment in who is doing that teaching, as Andrew mentioned before, and who is doing that preaching. I think that makes a big impact. We don't want them to do all the work, but we have to know that there is an impact they can make, and and how does that weigh in our decision making? Absolutely, I, I think you know that that is goes. I mean that all of this stuff kind of fits in together, and when when you do that's when you get a fine and make a, a, a wonderful assessment of where you want to be, where you want to put your family, because our ultimate goal is to get to heaven, and how can we do that and how we can work together. Right. With all that. Well, um, that's kind of interesting that we could ever, that we could kind of uh, attach the, um, the college football playoff system with all of this, and I think it's really, really cool that we were, that we were able to do all that. Um, John, I think I think we should write an article. I think we should have a blog. You think we should have a blog with all of that? We could have a – ask Andrew. He's in the room right now. You can't tell me this isn't a blog that football players uh, – football players, football fans and uh, college football fans and youth ministers wouldn't enjoy. This is a really cool comparison, I think. Um, I'm not saying we're cornering the market, but I'm saying it's relatable, and I think it's something that folks would read. I, I think it's kind of a neat thing. It's kind of an ongoing thing, you know, uh, with your congregation because we're not always in flux, but things do change, you know, with, with the, the times of the, of the year. You know, right now you're in the month of November, and then the, the world is loving and is thankful for all they have. And, and then the month of December, suddenly everybody loves Jesus, whether he was born then or not. He wasn't. But whether he was born then or not, and they all love him. I mean, the forecast of emotions changes through the, through the year. Um, just like uh, in, in college football, things change. Uh, it's, it's kind of a neat, kind of a neat thing. Well, we may have to write this because Andrew said, if we do not write it, he will. <laughs> I bet we should do a, a a the trifecta. We should the the trinity. I, I don't want to use the word trinity, but the the, the three, the th- all three of us get involved in this. This would be really cool. <laughs> that would be a really really cool article. I definitely think it would. Um, yeah. Like every- has joined us even on the on the phone line right now. We'll have to get him in here talk a little bit about some college football here in just a second. Yeah. 
Um, well, Paul, you know, we do got some um, some things going on. We do need to kind of talk about a little bit, a little bit of housekeeping we may have coming up here in exposure so here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, it is open. Registration is open. I think we got close to like 15 days left, 16, 15 days left yeah. in there. To a couple weeks. So please get your registration in. If you haven't, please give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about it. And if you know anybody that would be interested from this program, man, hit it out, send it out, tweet it out, talk to them, send a text, and everything will be um, – um, hope everything uh, – we'll have a great year this year. And then next year as we're building up to number 20, man, can't wait. Uh, can't wait for all of that. It's going to be great, man. It definitely, definitely is. Well, um, Paul um, – since we do, and I know you're sitting there busy on your on on the thing out there, I'm going to bring Everett in here uh, really quick. Um, okay. Everett is free to talk to a little bit about um, kind of how uh, the college football weekend went and and kind of his impressions for things. Everett, how are you doing today? Oh, good uh, morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing great. Good. Are you keeping us safe on campus today? Absolutely. Yes, I am uh, searching actively for any type of criminal activity that occurs on campus, and I have found none. So I guess that's a good thing. Are you on campus? Everett, are you on campus? Yes, I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am not. You're not keeping me very safe right now. Well, he's keeping me safe in there. Everett, um, just kind of awesome. to throw you in here a little bit and bring you in, talk a little bit. I mean, uh, the college football weekends, the last two weekends, the playoff ideas, all this stuff has just kind of gone wacky and crazy with everything that's going on. Um, give us your impression from the outside. Paul and I talk about it every week, but what have you seen the last couple of weeks? Well, apparently no one wants the championship, but the roll tide. Um, Whoeville last night. Has completely just dropped it. Uh, I was I was very shocked at that game. They just they didn't show up at all. I don't know what happened to them. Um, I I don't know. I just think uh, Ohio State and Michigan is obviously going to be great. I was very disappointed in Auburn because now that just makes the Iron Bowl nothing. You know, like a high school game. I'm very disappointed in that. But, okay, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop you. Were you pulling okay. for Auburn to win that game to make the Iron Bowl worth something? No, or... I wasn't necessarily pulling for Auburn. I just thought that they would have a better show. Show and... up a little better. I got you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm with you. That that was just awful. But, yeah. Um, I, it's just it's a um, it's really interesting this year. There's there's, uh, you know, it's it's like. Alabama and then everybody else. There's no – and and I really thought Louisville would be the one to give Alabama such a hard time, but but they're they're out of it completely now. They don't stand a chance. No. Um, so I I uh, I'm just in shock as as to how it's playing out. Um, Clemson Clemson has no business being in the top four. Um, they barely pull off wins, and granted, they you know they're nine of one, but just barely. Uh, Auburn should have beat them. Troy should have beat Clemson, and uh, a host of others that that they just scraped by by the skin of their teeth. Um, had no business. They have no business being in the top four. Um, I think Wisconsin probably to me right now has a better 
looks better. Now they're sitting at eight and two, but but they're better than the three ahead of them: Clemson, obviously Louisville, and Washington. So we'll see how it plays out at the end of the week. Um, of course, everybody's playing, you know, powder puff teams. I believe this weekend all the good games are next week. So wait a second, wait, wait. There's not everybody's not powder puffing it this weekend. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think LSU's going to. Um, Actually, yeah, I think LSU has a powder puff game too. Yeah, well, like I said, everybody has a powder puff game. I'm messing. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I think um, it's going to be a powder puff game. But, but you know, I, let, let me ask you a question, Everett, since Paul and I talk about this every week, and, and everybody knows that Paul is a huge Alabama fan. For those who do not know Everett, Everett, Everett is a huge oh, well. Alabama fan. Can you take your Alabama rose-colored glasses off and, and tell me, when you look across college football, oh. is there anybody that can compete with Alabama right now? Right now, John, I'm going to be honest, man, I just don't think so. I, I really don't. Um, the Alabama defense alone is, is just incredible. I think it's the best defensive unit they've had, and this says a lot about Alabama football, best defense they've ever had. I, I really think that way, yeah. and, and they've had some really good ones. Um, I, like I said, I thought Louisville, I thought um, uh, Jackson um, – would be the one to, you know, to give Alabama a hard time if, if Louisville were to play Alabama. But what Houston did to him last night, I mean, they completely shut him down. Um, Washington, I'm a, I have not seen much of them, but it goes back to USC beat them by, like, what, 10, 15 points last week. And Alabama mm-hmm. beat USC by, you know, who knows. I mean, you know, just, they could have just – they just stopped scoring because they knew they could. Um, yeah, I beat them by 39. Yeah. So, uh, I just don't see anybody competing with Alabama. And everybody has their day, obviously. But right now, man, it's, it's, it's only Alabama can hurt themselves right now. Nobody else can, can go I, against I, I, And I have to say this. I, I think you're right. I think, of course, I know Paul will agree um, with it on that, too. And, and I really think the only team that can man up against them, what we talked about uh, last week, is LSU. And, of mm-hmm. course, they, they took care of that situation. And and uh, I, I really think this is Alabama's uh, championship to lose. What do you think, Paul? Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, I mean, like Everett said, if they lose, it's on them, you know. Um, well, what I can't stand is to see Jalen Hurts. He's going to throw an interception every game. We know that. Get that out of the way, and then let's play the game. Um, but, and y'all know this, I am very hesitant to be bold when it comes to Bama because as soon as I do, here they come turning over the ball three or four times and the game's over. But I'm going to tell you, I have never in my life been as confident as I am right now because it's, it's, you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody that matches up against Alabama. You, you really are. Louisville, as, as, as uh, Everett mentioned, they're done. I mean, there is no way. Uh, with with Houston getting beat by by Navy, as much as I love that, um, it, it destroys strength of schedule. Um, eye test is over. Um, Lamar was shut down completely. So who do you got? You got Michigan, maybe. Um, st- you're going to put in a, a freshman quarterback, sophomore quarterback, because your quarterback's out. Uh, you mm-hmm. still have a good defense. I got that. But you'll never have to play in Michigan. Alabama's problem with LSU was the emotions of, of Death Valley. And I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's location means everything. You put that LSU Valley game in Tuscaloosa, a completely different story. I'm sorry. It just is. 
And uh, yeah. but I just, I just can't I can't think of anybody that can that can push him right now. I've never been more confident than right now with Alabama. But and, here's uh, my question but, though. Here's my question though. Does this does this kick Lamar Jackson out of the um, Heisman race? Maybe not the race, yes. but out of number one, he may still go. But I think he's hurt himself. I think so too. He falls to three at least. Um, I mean, yeah, he was he was the he was undisputed Heisman guy for this year, and then last night I think messed him up big time. Um, you know, of course it. You know, I didn't necessarily see him make any mistakes last night. They just Houston was just such a much better team, and and that they had a game plan for him, and 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 just kept him in check. Um, I think that. Uh, I think he fall. I mean, I think he'll still go to New York, but he won't win it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he could have a comeback. Who knows? Um, I'm Peppers, disappointed. I think this is my. It's Jabril Peppers. Well, if, I, Mi- I think if Michigan wins out, if Michigan, I know they shouldn't have lost Iowa. I get that, but right, Iowa, you know, it's not bad. That's the middle of the pack in their conference. But uh, if if they win out and they meet and they go to um, the playoff, of course, you have the. the uh, New York happens right at that point when that, that decision is made. I think Jabril Peppers right now, who else is? Well, my Alabama rose-colored glasses, I think Jalen Hurts should be in talk of oh. this too. I really do. Yeah, I right. think, I mean, as a as – a, mm-hmm. he, he's a freshman. I think that's the only thing that's keeping him out, which I know that Jameis was and all that, but I don't I just I think he should be invited or nothing else. Um, yeah, he throws yeah. that interception, but but man, what a difference he has made to this ball team. Goodness gracious! But True. beyond that, I mean, I I, I don't know uh, what hurt all of these guys is the losses that they suffered last weekend. You had I mean, you had Watson, you know, the guy from Washington. You had uh, Lamar Jackson, and, and because of their losses, it messes up their Heisman. Contention. So, who knows now where it, where it lies? That is it's true. Exciting. That is true. And and even with South Carolina, I got to throw this in here that Andrew had mentioned in the chat room here is what if South Carolina upset Clemson the last weekend and really sends the playoff? I mean, we still have a lot of football here to go. There's a lot of upsets that can still change everything. I mean, next week mm-hmm. I'm sure Monday we'll even talk about the Alabama Auburn game here. And, yeah. And see kind of I mean, that could even throw a wrench into some things. So, it, it, we still got a lot of football. This is why I love college football a whole lot more than NFL football is, the, yeah. is you just don't know. I mean, who who would have expected? I was watching that Houston game last night with Louisville, and I was just completely enthralled, just could not believe that first half. And I was just like, wow, yeah. wow. Hmm. And so, it's, it's something to watch. Well, um, they had trouble, you know, Louisville had trouble with Wake Forest. Louisville full her. They yeah. didn't start putting points on the board to the last five minutes, and those were gimme points. They were struggling. They were behind entering into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, Louisville, yeah, they're done. Uh, and when when Lamar Jackson fumbles the ball there uh, to start the game, <laughs> it's like, this is your Heisman guy? Give me a mm-hmm. break. I mean, Aaron, I'm with you. I think um, Jalen Hurts, that'd be awesome. But if he could have thrown for 300 yards in more than just the one game of the year, I'd be with you, but uh, he's but just Paul, and, 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 yeah, but but just his his performance on the field. I know. I mean, he I know. carried he carried Alabama at LSU. If it wasn't for him, Alabama would have lost that game, or could have could have lost that game. I but think he has carried this team. 
I think at the very least, you have to start getting into this discussion uh, somewhat um, because of what he's done as a freshman leading leading Alabama, I mean, in in their offense and what they've been doing. Um, Another side of this from our game last night, um, what about Tom Herman, as Andrew's asking, does Tom Herman's stock go up after last night? Well, I think he was down before last night. I'll tell you that right now um, because of the, the losses they face. Um, yeah. But I, I know what you're thinking, what you're, where you're going to go next. Um, LSU has two options. Yep. Um, one is to keep Edo, okay, but Edo gets that job if Jimbo says no. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. Jimbo's not going just, anywhere. He's making – Jimbo's he's up. That's his – Yeah, but Jimbo likes his, to move around. Jimbo likes to move around. Yeah, look, look at his look at his track record. Five yeah, six years he's gone. I don't know. I man. mean, but, what, but Jimbo, that is his kingdom down there. Why would he give that up to, to go there? He's got it. I mean, granted they're on a down year, but he's got them. I think. Yeah, I mean, you haven't heard the last of Florida State. Tom Herman. Um, yeah, I mean he he is the prize possession right now. People will. Uh, I mean, there there will be no expense spared to get him to wherever, uh, whoever wants him. I think you know Texas. Uh, if if Texas gets rid of Charlie Strong yeah. for some reason, I mean, he's why That's would he not call. go there? Yeah, That's a good I call. think I think uh, Ogeron State's LSU. They like him down there. He 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 is a, I mean, he is part of that culture, and he he has proven to them that LSU can win under him. Uh, because he's got the same team that Les Miles had the first year that Les couldn't win with. Ogeron's making them win. And the Alabama game, to me, is that loss that should not count against him because, come on, man. I mean, that game went down to the fourth quarter, and Alabama scraped by there with their teeth. Now, um, I think, you know, if that had been a Les Miles team, Alabama would have went in there and beat their eyes out. But Ogeron's got the LSU where they need to be. And he's going to be their coach. I, I really think that he, he'll stay Never, there. Do you, do you think that Ed Ogeron can put together a better team than than what he had against Alabama with uh, with Edling, who was was on a on a high on a rise, and Leonard Fournette ran for 250 yards the week before. I mean, I, I think. I think Ed had Ed O had the best chance he had to beat Bama, and he could not do it. And granted, they played him hard, they played him tough, but you yeah. also have to look at that. Finally, Jalen Hurts was finally in an atmosphere, like it or not, that he wasn't ready for. No one is. Right. They're just not. Right. <laughs> you know, I just I just think he lost that game. I don't think it means he loses the job, but there's something about Jimbo that LSU wants. And I think really? we're fooling ourselves if we don't think, yeah, if, because he knows Saban, and he, he is like Saban. And, um, and I, personally, if I could coach, I, I'm going to be in SEC and ACC. I want to be at the top of the game. I don't want to be at the top of the, of the second fiddle um, conference. And I well, think Jimbo I, is, is driven that way. Huh. Well, now, I don't I disagree with what that, you're saying. I yeah. just think it's an option that if you can be at the top of the game and beat the best, don't you want to do that? Well, that's yeah, yeah. I see that. I just think that Ed Oteron has has uh, has proven that he can get the job done down there. Oh yeah, um, I agree. And, and, and job you done know, with his players, and that's what Andrew. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. 
can he recruit his yeah. own players and, and do that? And that's going to be one of the questions that they'll look back to his job at Ole Miss. And when it was at USC, he had Lane Kiffin's players and they really even um, – Oh, I just lost the guy's name before him, <laughs> before Kiffin and USC. He had all their players. And um, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what will come of all of this. Um, what do you think? Since really the only game this week that's really of any meaning going on is Florida LSU. Uh, can <laughs> Florida keep it? Can Florida keep it? <laughs> I bet right now they're wishing for Gainesville. I'm just saying they're wishing for games. Can Florida keep it within 14 point spread? Within the 14 point spread. Mm. <sighs> Who's their quarterback this week? Oh, uh, it'll be Appleby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he seemed to do all right yeah. last week. I think. Hmm. Luke Del Rio may have quarterbacked his last game at Florida. I could see him going uh, to the freshman next year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That name don't mean it at all, does it? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. I say Florida. Florida keeps the fourteen point spread. I would take that bet. I, I don't. I'm not a betting man, but but yeah, I like the spread. I don't think they get beat by more than that. Sorry. Well, mm. I I hope you're right. Not sure if I can watch it. I do have a wedding to do on Saturday, so maybe that'll help take my pain away. Where I won't mm. have to, where I won't have to sit down and watch it. But it'll be mm. it'll be an interesting game. Um, I, I I think LSU should dominate that game. Um, Florida's just still decimated on defense. It's decimated on offense. And we've lost two centers in the last two weeks. So, um, you lose folks every week. It's, it's a sad, sad thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't got many more people. They're going to put her, they're going to bring a wide receiver into play center pretty soon. Um, hadn't that, uh, hadn't Florida experienced that the last several years of, of we have. prone? We have. A couple of years ago, especially. Uh, and that's what people gave Muschamp a pass for for a little bit there. Yeah, Florida had lost like 11 starters. And, yeah. and, there, and it makes you wonder, because we did keep the same strength and conditioning coach, and it makes you wonder, is there something wrong? Is there something right. wrong with the strength and conditioning that's going on? Now, some of these people that we've lost, they're flukes. It's kind of like Fitzpatrick. We have a, we've had two guys with broken, broken arms now, mm-hmm. um, both on the defense. So some of those are flukes. But, man, there are a lot especially on the interior of the defensive line, they're, they're um, staying injury-prone. Well, and that's and, and that's the, the point I was going to make, John, is that what, what's going on with their conditioning? That, and I'm not a nutrition condition guy by no means. Y'all know that. But what is going on down there that these guys are not able to withstand these injuries and, and pers- persevere through? I, I don't It's a good question. It's a really good question. It is, and I think it's something they're going to have to address because, you know, sitting at a place and like the University of Florida that has Shan's medical facility, I mean, it's a research medical hospital and all these mm-hmm. things are happening. Um, it does make you wonder a little bit what's going on. Um, but it, every so, year, Florida starts so strong, and, I mean, they are contenders. And yeah. then these injuries hit, and they just, I mean, they just die bomb. And that's exactly where they are right now. And that's, I mean, they've been that way for years, so they need to look at something down there and figure out what's going on. Something, yeah, hey, something is wrong. Hey, all this, all this being said, you got to give, you got to tip your hat to McIlwain on this one. Because uh, mm-hmm. he came in his first year with absolutely nothing and takes him to the SEC championship game. Year two, he takes him to within a game, within one game of going back to the championship and, you know, he's still trying to put it all together. He hadn't even been there two full years yet. I think that says a lot for his his um his prowess and um and him, his um 
I realized it was Milwaukee when he first got there, but um, but I think um, he, he's a coach. He's a good good. Maybe Muschamp had better players there than we can give him credit for. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, don't give me. I'm not. I mean, I, I like McElwain. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, he uh, McElwain used Muschamp's players to to get him to the SEC championship game. So yeah, that's mm. true. Well, sure. we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. Well, Everett, we appreciate you calling in and listening today and, and being what? a part of the show. And, and uh, I'm glad you're keeping me safe on the other side of campus. May have to come <laughs> walk over there in a little bit. Yeah. Hey, before, before we go, um, Everett, I know that it's a week away and Coach Saban would hate us doing this, but do you have a score for the Iron Bowl? Uh, 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 let's see. Um, hmm. Alabama forty-two, Auburn ten. I mean, it's just gonna be wow. It's gonna be a blowout, I think. And I love the fact that Jeremy Johnson starting tomorrow against Alabama A and M. Alabama A and M's gonna have fun with him. No, I'm just kidding. I think <laughs> Auburn won that game. Pretty yeah. <laughs> hey, wow. Do y'all think that? Do y'all think Auburn tanked the Georgia game to save and to and to rest players for the Iron Bowl? No, no, I don't. That no. game is too important to them to do that. Yeah. I that think Georgia came to play. That way it looks, that just, looks healthy on the sideline. I'm just saying. Yeah, that something. Is, right. No, I there's think, no way I think they're saving that. everything for the Iron Bowl, I'm telling you right now. Now, I think Jeremy Johnson's played tomorrow to save White for the, uh, Sean White for the Iron Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And I think being senior day, and they're going to let him get out there and do all that and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, so yeah, I think that. But yet last week, no, that was just a good, finally a good Georgia team showing up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> without a ever, well, it was Auburn, but still. Uh, yeah, without a Georgia team. Yeah, right. that's true. And that's why I told, you know, I, I told the Auburn fan in my house. I said, "Hey, look, Auburn, Auburn kept them from scoring a touchdown. They only got one, and it was a defensive touchdown, so they stopped their offense." That's uh-huh. You know, you have to. You know, if there's a moral victory there, you got to look for that. That's true. Yeah, Auburn there lives off of moral victories, so. I don't know. Yep. Well, it is. <laughs> well, Everett, thank you for joining us today, and uh, I'll be seeing you here in a little bit. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right. Okay. All right. See you, Everett. Well, Paul, um, you having fun out where you're cleaning today? Well, um. Yeah, it was fun. I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to go back out there. They're like, hey, where have you been? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, those guys are doing some – that's hard work they're doing out here, but they're doing some good stuff. I'm really proud of the school for getting in the community, doing some neat things to help out the community here. Well, I, I will let you get back to, to cleaning what you will be cleaning at your compost pile area. and um, mm. It smells wonderful. <laughs> It does sound wonderful, and and we hope that everybody will listen in on Monday so we can kind of talk about the weekend. We'll get to see if Florida did keep it within the 14-point spread. We'll get to see if there's any upsets, um, and then kind of see what the top four is going to be like. The question is going to be with the top four is not necessarily going to be the top four, I don't think, but who's going to be sitting there at five and six, waiting to pounce after these games next week? Uh, Let me say this. Watch out for Penn State. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I think. Watch out is, for Penn State. 
boy, Penn State and Wisconsin. But boy, isn't the college football playoff very Big Ten heavy this year? It is. It is. Man, oh man, and nobody can say anything about the Little Ten anymore. No, and that's something we'll we'll talk about on Monday. Also, um, everybody look look forward to seeing us on on Facebook on Facebook Live as Monday will be a very very special show, um, and we will try to put that information out today. Uh, later today, at what time that show will be. But uh, when you tune in, you'll see how very special it will be, and we're looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Paul, you got anything that uh, you, else you want to say? No. Uh, no slight November is continuing with the uh, service day today, and um, we have sent out the message. We have served like the Lord, uh, and now we're sharing his message, and sharing it is inviting people to come to campus uh, December 7th, uh, 14th, and 21st, 6.30 each evening on that three-part lesson on the Jesus story. Hope folks can be there, but if not, watch us on Facebook, Facebook Live. We will be recording and, and having class live and sharing the story of Jesus, his personality, and his life. And so uh, it's a time we're really looking forward to. Well, uh, that sounds great. And uh, we hope you will tune in to that and tune in Monday morning for our Monday morning quarterback show. And uh, for Paul Sperlin, I am John Podon. We hope that you have a great day and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.